growing up in KC and being like LGBTQ, like I obviously like growing up, people just thought I was like gay and stuff because I was obviously like feminine and all those things. And I didn't know what being trans was. So I maybe thought I was just gay too, or I didn't really know. I just knew I was me and I just always was, I'm gonna be me. I didn't give, give a damn what people say. Hi there, welcome to the Connecting KC podcast. I'm Rachel Kilmer, also known as Rach the Realtor on the internet where I love, well, connecting all things Kansas City. I'm a metro area real estate agent, retired sports reporter and mom, and probably too old to be calling myself a TikToker, but honestly, that's how we got here. (laughs) You could learn more at www.rachetherealtorkc.com. But this show is all about introducing you to all of the movers and shakers, interesting people, heartfelt stories, and funny quirks that make this vibrant community home. So let's get right to it with today's episode of Connecting KC. Welcome in, everyone. Today we have a very special guest. Landon Patterson is a born and raised Kansas Cityan. She was the first trans woman to win Homecoming Queen in the state of Missouri. She is also known as Lana Lux when she performs on stages all over Kansas City like Hamburger Mary's, Fountain House, and Missy V's. She is a full-time drag artist entertaining all over. She is also a huge Swifty and even a Taylor Swift illusionist, which you can see if you follow her on all the social media platforms, including TikTok, where she has over 225,000 followers and counting. Lana, welcome. Hello, how is everyone? How are you? Good, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Yeah, we're recording coming off Taylor Swift weekend in Kansas City. So this timing is absolutely perfect. Tell me, just as a a lifelong Swifty, what this weekend was like for you. Girl, (laughs) this weekend was so like surreal and magical. I had the privilege of going Friday night in the lower bowl and then Saturday I had floor seats and let me tell you like people probably were like why would you go two nights in a row if the concert's like kind of the same but it's like it she just it, it was so worth every penny she put on such a good show both nights there were so many surprises on night one and like she makes every show so different and unique that it's like you don't want to miss it because it's never the same to be honest and I put on my best, like, I did, like, current Taylor looks from the tour, so I did her Fearless look, and then I did her Lover, Cruel Summer opening leotard, and dressed as her, and oh my god, the people there loved it, and it was just iconic, and I cried, like, just so many emotions, because the tickets were expensive, and, like, it was really hard to get them, so... It just felt really good and like just blissful to just be in that space, especially with so many other people that are that happy and excited and know every word to the songs like you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went uh, night one. I went Friday night and Girl, I'll, be, good night. I'll be bragging about that for the rest of my life. Yes, <laughs> but like, same way. Yeah, it was like the most like I'm a huge sports fan and it's like that's the closest thing to sports that isn't sports that I've ever felt like just the energy in there. But What's different is the joy because it's not, there's not no losers. Everyone wins, you know, that gets to go to that. So yeah, there's this, like angry moment where you're yes. like, pissed. it's just constant joy. It's almost exhausting. Cause it's like, you think you like, okay, like 
I'm done, not done being happy, but it's like constant like exertion of joy because it's like all of the eras. So you're excited to see every song. You want to know the surprise song. And then she brings out the surprises and the gags and the special guests. And you're just like, I'm going to die. Like, chill. Yes. I literally, when we were, I was walking out with my friends, we were like, do you guys want to go to night two? And we were all like, I can't. Like, I'm so tired. I'm going to die. Like, I, there's the energy, the adrenaline the whole night. So, like, props to you for going both nights. And then I don't know how our Queen Taylor, I like what. I don't know how she performs both nights. Oh, they must have an IV in her, like, completely the entire time between shows. It's insane. I mean, so crazy. As a drag performer, do you, like, what is, like, watching her perform? Like, I'm sure you watch that and you're like, goals like how do we even perform Honestly, like from a performer standpoint watching her it's just so like I'm in so much awe because one I'm like how does that feel to look around that stadium and know they're all there for you like this like it's like you have an army honestly like she could be like everyone go stampede and they would like it's just so crazy to like and like I've performed for big crowds obviously nothing that big but like just the feeling of having people in the audience have joy because of what you're doing on stage is such a like amazing, amazing, amazing feeling. So getting to see her do that, I'm just like, oh my God, I can only dream of doing something that big that like on that scale. Like it's just so iconic. And I'm t- I've had days where like I've had a gig in the morning, in the afternoon, at night, like all day long and like june for pride month and just i've had really exert like long gigs and long nights but i could not imagine doing like a whole like stadium tour multiple nights in a city like it's just crazy and i I know she has to be tired but yeah yeah i know that when you love your fans and like you love what you do like the minute you're on stage it all goes away yeah oh i believe that what was that like for you to be in a stadium full of swifties looking just like like when you are in your Taylor outfits you look just like her like it is crazy Uh, how did that feel for you and like were there lines to take pictures with you the whole night sorry I'm like can you hear my cat meowing no but that's very Taylor Swift of you no it's literally (laughs) it's a it's a Scottish fold like the one she I just watched her Instagram story and I was like oh my god that's Meredith or Olivia I can't remember which one it was and Meredith well Meredith and Olivia are both okay yeah her name's Karma oh of course okay speaking of Taylor the cats are fine. They can be background performers here. Okay, good. <laughs> what what was it like for you to be in your Taylor Fitz around a stadium of eighty thousand Swifties? Like you look just like her. So were you? Was there a line of people to take photos with you the whole night? Like did you even get to watch the show or how was that? Oh, I, I got to watch. Like it was crazy. Okay, so night one, people were like double taking and stuff because I was in the fearless dress and everything, and everyone was like, "Oh my god," or like complimenting me. But honestly, it wasn't that crazy, like, that I thought it was going to be. But Saturday, like, on the floor, but, like, wearing that Cruel Summer Leo, with the Cruel Summer Leo, though, it was insane. Like, picture after picture, it looks so good. Like, so many compliments. Like, so many people wanting to take photos. And it was my, like, drag mom, Mulan, and my friend Glitigal did all, like, my mom made the base Leo. And my friend did, like, all the stoning and, like, the paillettes and stuff. So it literally is, like, basically a replica, to be honest. Like, it looks so similar. And it was crazy. And, like, walking past the VIP tent, because her mom's VIP tent was right behind my floor section. So, like, her mom and her dad and, like, the people that are in that circle are there. And people were, like, like just staring. 
I didn't get to see her mom and dad in the tent. Like, I wanted to give them a bracelet, but uh, they weren't there when I walked by. I left during Archer to go get merch on Saturday because I was like, okay, I want to see her family and, like, give them a bracelet, but I didn't see them. But when I was waiting in line at the merch line, I saw her mom. Like, her mom was, like, right there, like, talking to someone. And I, like, went like this, and she, like, saw my outfit and was like, you look so good. Oh, my gosh. And was like freaking out we traded bracelets she gave me like a mama swift loves you bracelet her pr manager tree was there and she was like yeah this outfit is insane like you look so good like it was just so cool Aww. so i didn't i didn't get the 22 hat but i got like i was happy that is so awesome the girl that got the 22 hat is the niece of some of my real estate clients so i like saw the pictures of her and she was like sobbing after like oh, night two. one or night two uh night two saturday oh, yeah. yeah i i yeah. knew no i um, knew her too yeah. oh really yeah yeah they they know everyone they're in the lgbtq community actually so they mm-hmm. I, I think they've met you before but i don't know it's you know kansas city is like the biggest small town ever everyone knows everyone <laughs> the like warmth of the swifty community too like being there in costume and like being around like i feel like there's a lot of crossover between like Swifties and people that would come to your shows so what, what oh there were so many people yeah did it feel like warmth and did a lot of people recognize you like oh my gosh I've seen you perform before what was that like for you yeah a lot of people did say they've seen me perform or they've been to my Taylor events or I literally did Taylor Fest that Thursday and performed in that look so a lot of people were like oh my god I was at Taylor Fest you killed it and some people like wanted like found me and were like I follow you on TikTok or I follow you like let's take a picture so it was just good to be around that many people that are that nice because I saw this meme and it's so true. It was like, I thought I was uncomfortable in large groups of people, but it turns out I'm just uncomfortable around men. And I was like, that is so true because that stadium was like busier than like when the chiefs are there, there was more people than like a chiefs game. And to that, you'd think it'd be so overwhelming, which it kind of was to see like to maneuver kind of, but it wasn't bad. Like I, the chiefs parade horrible. Being in a stadium for full of Swifties, amazing. Mm-hmm. Everyone was so polite and kind. Even if it was crowded, it was like, excuse me, excuse me. Um, and I wore a like fishnet. I went reputation. So I wore like a fishnet bodysuit. And my friend was like, are you really going to wear that? And I was like, where else can you wear this and be totally safe? Like, but in this crowd. So awesome. Yeah. Oh, cool. So take me back to the early days. You pro- are a little bit younger than me. So you probably completely grew up with Taylor. What was that like for you, like, growing up as a trans kid in Kansas City? And, like, was Taylor part of that story at all? And, like, was her music comforting to you during those early years? Growing up in KC and being, like, LGBTQ, like, I obviously, like, growing up, people just thought I was, like, gay and stuff because I was obviously, like, feminine and all those things. And I didn't know what being trans was. So I maybe thought I was just gay, too, or I didn't really know. I just knew... I was me and I just always was I'm gonna be me I didn't give give a damn what people say so I just was kind of like living myself as me but I'll never forget when debut came out and like music videos used to play like on like MTV or VH1 and like seeing the teardrops of my guitar video and like being like what and like buying CDs because I had a karaoke machine and I would buy these CDs and listen to uh, my CDs and then I would also sing along with them so Taylor I had Taylor's debut album and I remember like singing it loving it and I sang our song for the fourth grade talent show Aww. and like 
it's so cute and full circle though because like now doing shows and being like a like a showgirl drag artist whatever you want to call it like that we have a karaoke night at Mar- Mary's and called Marioke and I host it sometimes like us queens will rotate and I always open with our song and it's so cool because I was like a little boy singing that like back in fourth grade and now it's like I'm like my realized truest self and like living my authentic life as a woman I always was so getting to sing it now it just feels like Taylor was comforting like as my prior life but Taylor's like been comforting who I am now so it's cool I think she has this quote she says something like I'll never stay the same but I'll always change or something like or I'll never change but I'll always be the same like something like that I feel like I've obviously changed but there's still things about me that will always like be the same and that's like I love Taylor yeah oh my gosh yeah that is so beautiful I like have tears and like full body chills like I love that like oh Imagine if fourth grade you was like, saw you down, was like, whoa, that's me. Like, that's what doesn't feel right inside. Like, so powerful. So cool. And it's like so cool now to like, I can use my love for Taylor to like, bring other people joy. Like, and as in like impersonating her for drag and stuff, because it's like, not everybody did get to get Eris tickets. So it's like, I have like a, like I, I'm doing a Taylor Swift drag show this Friday, the 14th at Mary's. And we're doing a seven o'clock, a nine o'clock, and then we're doing a like a Speak Now TV listening party. So it's like I can bring that to like queer Swifties, Swifties that didn't get tickets but want to like experience it and be around, get that experience about being around other Swifties because it is magical and like sing all the lyrics and like I get to like Taylor brings other people joy, she brings me joy, and I get to like pass it on. So just really cool how I feel like she has like followed me everywhere yeah absolutely going back to your younger days being the first trans woman to be voted as homecoming queen hello your kitties are insisting on being a part of this show I love it I know they want I had to show you (laughs) yeah that's so cute first woman to be voted trans woman to be voted homecoming queen in the state of Missouri is so crazy tell me about that what was that like it seems like you got like national press from that how what was that like for a teenager to experience that kind of attention and probably heat as well honestly like being like 17 and like winning homecoming queen in 2015 as a senior in high school it was crazy because it was like I had just like started hormones like the middle of my junior year I like started I came out I like like had the school change my like power school info to like female and like came out to all my teachers do to do and I just never thought like I would be up for homecoming not because I didn't deserve it like because I was very involved in high school like I cheered but like it was just like being in high school I always wanted to be up I remember freshman year watching all the homecoming queens like walk in the school assembly for the homecoming assembly and being like oh my god like that's what I, that's me like that's what I want to be one day not the boy like I want to be the girl like having her moment whatever I just never thought it would happen so being nominated was like such a sh- surprise because I was the school could have easily been like no or like seeing I had the votes and just said no and it was also sweet because like my senior class is the people who nominate the people that are up and then the school votes for who wins so to have people nominate me because it's not like I was campaigning to be up like people mm-hmm. were doing it because like I feel like they thought I deserved it or like I because I did like I cheered I was in leadership I was in show choir. I did so many things. So 
it felt good to like be seen for being like a leader in the school but also like having your peers see you as the woman you are in high school like and it just kind of and then to win and all those things I'm very privileged and lucky to have the experience I had because it kind of like instilled this thing in me at a very young age that it's okay to like be who I am and you like you are the girl like it just was like the ultimate validation you're on the right path moment for me but it was like scary and a lot because like I was on the news and I was doing all these things and I kind of was like coming out to the whole world about my journey and who I am and my business. So it kind of like outed me mm -hmm. if I ever maybe wanted to live more stealth and like more low key about my gender identity. So, but at the time to me, the most important thing was like spreading awareness on like mm -hmm. trans kids are normal and trans kids deserve normal experiences in high schools, whether that be using the bathrooms, playing sports, being nominated for homecoming, king, queen, whatever. Those years are so formative and like so important and so many kids go to school not feeling included, wanting to kill themselves or feeling suicidal and and especially queer kids. It's just so important that like at the end of the day, kids want to be kids and kids want to like feel love and feel accepted because maybe they don't have that safe place at home. It's really shitty to like do all these things to like trans youth in school because it's like they may not even feel safe at home and then you're gonna make school not safe either for them mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's just not fair i know i was gonna say like you know 2015 eight years ago i feel like we've come a long ways culturally in accepting trans people but kind of not legally you know like it seems like the more our culture moves to be like this is like normal and these are people's lives it seems like the more pushback we get from like you know, politicians and things like that. How do you how do you perceive all of that? Like, do you feel like the culture is moving towards a more inclusive space or not? I like on the I mean, I felt like we were, you know, like. I feel like back then for that to happen was huge and we've only been. You know, becoming more visible, educating more people because it's like trans people have always been here, but it just sucks because as a like you know there are people that don't want us to exist and like don't w think like we're valid or real or there's so many misconceptions and it's just sad because I feel like with all the politics surrounding trans people like we're like a scapegoat to get votes from people who have hate in their heart you know because mm -hmm. a lot of people are like if so-and-so politician president whoever oh we don't believe in this or we protect women's sports or just all these things that at the end of the day like put trans people at risk at risk mm -hmm. especially like trans women of color you know but it just like puts the community at risk when people spew hate and all they care about is like oh this can get a vote because these people believe in that i don't know it's just it's just sad but at the end of the day, like, we're not going literally anywhere. So it's love always wins and you can't, like, erase people. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at all throughout history, all these minority groups of people that people have tried to erase. Like, you can't get rid of us. And no, it's just mm. not going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another area of your life that I'm sure brings a lot of joy to you is drag performing. And that is a scene that seems to be just exploding in Kansas City. You're talking about, you know, multiple sold out shows in the same day. How did you come to drag performing and what what 
what does that bring you um, in your life? Is your career now too? So I got into performing and then like doing drag essentially because I, when I turned 18 in high school, I picked up a serving job at Mary's. They had like approached me one day when I was in there and they're like, oh my God, we saw your story on the news. Like, we'd love to have you work here. Like, do you want to host or serve, whatever? So I was like, oh, and like, I'd never had a serving job yet. Like I was currently like, I was working in makeup and like working at Sephora, like full time going to school, like going to college and then about to start like an aesthetic school soon. So I was like, sure, I'd love to. Like the bar looks so fun. Like I'd been to maybe like two drag shows at that point. And I was like, sure. And I loved, I've always been like a hustler when it comes to like making money and like making, like providing for myself. Cause like my mom is a single parent. So I pick up the gig at 18 and like by 19, I was performing. Like I just, I didn't think, I never thought I'd perform because when you think drag, a lot of people just think it's like guys dressing as girls and doing drag. Like that's what it is. Like they just, like it's their job. Like they're. Mm -hmm like they put on the look and then they take it off and then they live their lives as boys but when you're really in the scene you know there's so many like trans women that do it and just perform as women and then but then there, there's trans men that do that and then there's there's cis people that do drag and then the, there's people that there's just it's for everybody and it's really just to me like queer performance are and like just queer people and maybe not even queer people but just a safe LGBTQ space to perform and I knew with like my cheerleading background and like show choir and stuff like I've always been a performer like hence why like I did like YouTube and social media and all these things but like I never did I didn't think I'd ever get to like perform and like be a pop star but then like getting to do drag and like okay other trans women do this I can do it so then I tried it and it just filled and ignited like something in me that like I've always wanted and I've gotten to be like the pop star I've always wanted to be and like it's the one job I have where like I'm I'm celebrated for who I am and like just like I get to be me and I always feel safe versus when I've worked at like other more corporate places it's like the constant misgendering, the constant, like, getting treated, like, different or just, like, ugh. Mm -hmm. And trust, like, bad stuff still happens, like, doing drag, like, audience members being weird or whatever. But it's just the one job where, like, it doesn't feel like work and, like, mm -hmm. it, it's, like, a passion. Yeah. Well, that's so awesome. Well, congratulations to where, I mean, where you are today, like, busy, booked, everyone wants to see you. Like, that must feel so rewarding. Oh, uh, no, I literally does. Like, I'm just, I'm blessed. And, like, I just want to keep, like, riding it out and, like, keep going up from here. Yeah. I have no doubt that you will. And I feel like we're going to see an Arrowhead show at someday in the future. I'm going to manifest that for you now. Another <laughs> a little backup dancer moment. Or yes. Something. Yes, absolutely. Uh, okay, two more questions for you. First of all, this is something that I ask everyone that comes on the show. What is a great meal you've had in Kansas City recently? Like you went out to eat and they just crushed it and everyone gets to try it wherever you were. I feel like I'm such a foodie. So I feel like I have to name three little quick places. Okay. So the first recent one I had that like is so good. It's called Taj Palace. It's on 39th Street. It's like an Indian buffet. 
at 2 p.m., but then they serve like dinner at five where you have to order off the menu. And it's like, um, I think it's a small business and it's like locally owned by like an Indian American and it's so good. It's so authentic. It's delicious. I had the chicken tikka masala and I had garlic naan and just it was amazing. And then another place I always love to go. I'm so into pho. Like I get pho a lot. And there's um, the Wind Grill in River Market or Falon. Those two are like delicious and all be all. And as the king of the city and everyone should be proud of me. I had Joe's barbecue for the first time. The like first time? Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, two ago. I'm not really like the biggest barbecue girly. Like, yeah, I like barbecue, but I'm never like, oh, let's go get it. Right. My right. mom usually and my family will just cook it for like family stuff and I'll eat it then. Honey, I get the hype. It was so fucking good i was like i hate myself for like not coming here sooner and i live really close to it now perfect a little bit of everything i love it i love it last question for you is where can people find you online website social all that good stuff um on most of my social media you can find me at landon patterson like my instagram is at landon patterson my facebook my instagram or my TikTok is the Landon Patterson. Or if you type in Lana Lux, L-A-N-A-L-U-X-X, you can mostly find me. Perfect. Love it. Okay. Well, Lana, thank you so much for coming on. This is such, you're so interesting. And like how far you've come so far is like such an inspirational story. And, you know, thank you for what you do for all the people that can look up to you and feel safer in their own little world. It's, it's really special. Thank you so much. Yeah. And thank you. Yes, and thank you to your kitty cats for joining us as well. Very much appreciated. Thank you for letting them join. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.